Welcome to the EMSB podcast. This is Mark Bergman for Suzanne Deshotel. As we approach another Remembrance Day on November 11th, we thought we'd check in with the students from John F. Kennedy to chat with us a bit about what they're doing, what they learned on Remembrance Day over the last couple of weeks. So let's say hi to a couple of grade eight students, Sarah Chibi and Santhea Toure Rajasingham join us on the podcast, along with Mr. Rocco Speranza. He's a spiritual care and guidance counselor over at John F. Kennedy. How's everybody doing? We're good. How are you? We're good. So we are coming up to Remembrance Day very soon. And I know, Rocco, you guys are doing a lot of Remembrance Day uh, talk over at school, right? That's correct. One of the projects that I want to get into is the No Stone Left Alone project. Who wants to talk about that first? Okay. So um, No Stone Left Alone is like an organization. And it's kind of like to honor the veterans. And we place a poppy on their headstones every November. Okay, so you guys have been learning a lot about the veterans, right? Yeah. I introduced the students to a Rosalind Franken. Rosalind Franken is the author of a book, uh, It's Meant to Be. It's a story about her, her father and her mother's uh, tragic events that took place during World War II. And okay. then there's a link to Montreal because after the war, they both survived being in a concentration camp and in a prison of war camp in Japan. They actually moved to Montreal. And I've met Mr. Franken many years ago in some schools. We're doing some lessons. He shared this story. He unfortunately passed away a couple of years ago. Hmm. But I did a, a project that his daughter got a hold of. We reached out. We connected. And I spoke to the students about the book. I've purchased the book. I've obtained this class set for the students. So we're going to make another connection there with a special veteran who, in part, taught me many ways to remember. So it's really cool. So many years later, we meet the daughter. And the story continues. Absolutely. Rocco, tell me why it's so important for you to teach the students about Remembrance Day. Uh, for me, it's more of a, a personal link. Uh, many years ago, one of my uncles, when it was the 50th anniversary of uh, D-Day, the Canadian, Canada's Mint issued a coin, the first dollar coin with a picture in the back. And uh, my uncle gathered us all together and he shared his story about being in World War II. Mm -hmm. He was a young military police officer, Italy was on the wrong side at one point, on the Axis side. And then when there was the switch to the Allies side, my uncle was captured by the Germans and thrown in a concentration camp. And he was lined out with all the Jewish people every day and they were shot at at random. So one day, as he shared his story, he told us he was shot in the face, left for dead, and they just piled up the bodies on the side. He was alive and some of the people who were moving the bodies noticed and just moved them aside and hope that he would survive the night and he sort of took care of him until they were liberated by the Canadians and the Americans. So for me, it was that story that opened up our, our minds to it because living in a, an Italian household, we always saw the pictures on the walls of our uncles and grandparents who were in the war, but never shared the story because they were Axis at one point, right? On the wrong side, as they said, and they never shared it really until that one time. And so that for me opened up a whole world of history. And then years later, I met James John Whitehall who actually took part in um, Operation Husky, the liberation of Sicily and then Italy. Sarah, why do you think it's so important to be learning about Remembrance Day in school? Um, I think it's important because, well, they kind of like, we want to remember them because they served their our country for um, peace and our freedom. They put others' lives before our lives. That's right. And we're basically here today because of them, right? Yeah. Santhea, what about you? Well, I feel like the kids these days should be learning about them. And I feel like we should keep the memory of those who have risked their lives for our freedom. 
I feel like we should keep their memory alive and not let it go. Is it hard to learn about these stories from World War II sometimes? Yeah, some of them are sad because for some people it like it changed their lives or it means more to them. I feel like it is hard to learn about it because there are very tragic things that that have happened in the past. Guys, tell me about the No Stone Left Alone project. Basically, um, when Marin Puvis was a little girl, she used to visit her grandmother's gravesite to put a poppy. Mm-hmm. And she noticed that like all the other gravestones, they didn't have poppies. So as she got older, she decided to organize a foundation where we go um, each year on November, in November, we go to the, to the, to the, um, it's the field of honor in Point Claire. Yeah, we go there and we put a poppy on each of the gravestones. What does the poppy represent? Do you guys know? It was in Flanders Fields when the flowers were growing. Mm-hmm. And where they, oh, that was where they would bury. It was John McRae, right? Near St. Yeah, John McRae. Sarah, this is a perfect moment to read your letter about poppies. Let's hear it. A poppy is not just a poppy. It also isn't a flower with a billion different copies. I wear a poppy to represent the story behind a beautiful red flower. They mean something to me and each contains a different power. In the county of Flanders, we remember everyone and everything taking place in September to November. On July 28, 1914 was the start to a World War I when millions got injured or passed away. We remember our veterans on Remembrance Day. We remember James John Whitehall, Alex Hall, George Mann, Mr. Feinstone and Trépanier. Life would be a whole different story without our veterans. We remember John McRae, a young Canadian poet, noticing the bright red flowers among the grapes, inspiring him to write a famous poem in Flanders Fields. The red poppy would soon become a symbol to remember all of those who fought in the war, a symbol of respect, a symbol of honor, and a symbol of remembrance. We cherish and respect every single stone, and no stone shall be left alone. They each contain a different person and their unique stories, but together they make one, because they all put sacrifices and bravery and courage to make a peaceful world. The first war then ended in 1918 on the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month. That is really impressive. And how long did it take you to write that? And where did you get the inspiration for all this? Um, It took me about maybe two days. And well, I, I didn't really know. I was just thinking of Remembrance Day and what I learned about it and putting it all together. That is wonderful. Rocco, you know, tell me some of your feelings and emotions right now, listening to Sarah read her letter. Uh, it's very moving because when I first approached them to write stuff like this for No Stone Left Alone, I gagged them a little bit and I go, just go with the flow. And I remember Sarah emailing me saying, can I make it rhyme like a poem? I said, whatever you want, you write your feelings down. And that's what she did. It's amazing. It's like the third time I hear her read it, I still get goosebumps. It's 75 years later for just World War II and over 100 for World War I. And to make a link with the students, I think this is the best way to do it. Hands-on projects, murals, the past the poppy videos and things like that. It's a way to still connect with what happened over 75 years ago and they're doing a great job. So for me, I'm just, I'm amazed. I moved that they want to wear the poppy and things like that. It's impressive for sure. Cynthia, can you talk to me about the uh, past the poppy project? Um, sure. Um, basically, we made videos of us passing poppies, and this is from the East Coast to the West Coast. And we are doing it virtually this year because of coronavirus. Yeah. 
and it was really fun taking the video today. So what did you do? Tell me a little bit about what you did uh, with your video and, and exactly what it was all about. Well, there we did two takes. One was where we held the poppy in our left hand and then we brought it to our heart and we passed it on to our right. And what did that signify for you? In my opinion, poppies are the symbol of remembrance and love from World War II. Mm -hmm. And I want to be able take my feelings and pass it on to others so they could know how important this all is. Beautiful. Cynthia, I'd love to hear your letter as well. Pourquoi les gens se souviennent-ils? Tout le monde se souvient pour des raisons différentes. Certains se souviennent parce que tout le monde se souvient. D'autres se souviennent pour des raisons personnelles. Je me souviens parce que je peux certainement dire que ma vie ne serait pas aussi belle qu'elle est aujourd'hui s'il n'était pas pour leur acte de bravoure et de courage. Nous aimerions nous souvenir de nos anciens combattants tels que James John Whitehall, Alex Hall, George Mann, Mr. Finestone, and Trépanier. Following this, we wear poppies to commemorate those who have given their lives on the battlefield. Poppies are the symbol of love, remembrance, and peace from World War I. I wear a poppy every year on November 11th because it helps me remember why my life is how it is today. Out of all flowers, why poppies? It's because they're the flowers that grew on the battlefield once World War I came to an end. It helps people remember and connect to their loved ones that were, that were lost during battle. What does no stone left behind mean to me? It means that we should not forget. We should remember and cherish every soul that was sacrificed. 22,000 people, men, women, brothers, sisters, mothers, and fathers impacted my life greatly Thus, I will never leave any of them behind. In conclusion, Remembrance Day is a day where we honor and respect all the lives that were sacrificed for our freedom. No stone left alone. That was awesome. So beautiful. Again, where did that come from? Where did you get the, the inspiration and the words and the feelings to put that letter together? Well, I got it from my heart. I really like to remember the people that were sacrificed for our freedom because they really went through a rough time back in the day. And I really, really appreciate their actions because I know that I would not have my freedom today and I wouldn't live how I do today if it weren't for them. That's so true. Have you guys ever met anybody who was in World War II? No. Well, in elementary school, we usually have assemblies and I think that when I was in fourth grade, someone did visit, but I can't remember their name. Oh, I think that happened to us too. So I want to Maybe ask you a question. You know, we have a lot of people listening to this podcast. And if uh, there are some veterans that are listening to this podcast right now, I don't want to put you on the spot, uh, Sarah or Cynthia, but uh, let's start with Sarah. What would you want the, to, to tell them right now? I would first like thank them because they're, they like, I don't know the bravery and courage they have to for what they did and they're they just mean a lot to a lot of people they're awesome people and they changed lives and sacrifice I'm just thankful Cynthia what would you want to say to any veterans listening to this podcast right now well firstly I'd like to thank you and the reason why I want to thank you is because, as I said before, if you guys didn't fight or battle, 
back then, our lives would be very different right now. And we wouldn't be as peaceful as we are today. Secondly, I would like to apologize. I know that during battle, you guys probably lost lots of comrades and your loved ones. And I know it must have been hard, but you guys kept on fighting. And I am really thankful for that. So thank you. Hey, Rocco, uh, did you say that there's a former JFK student who served uh, and, and was in Haiti? Yes, Corporal Johnny Segretti. He actually lived in the same neighborhood I did. And uh, he's come to some of my schools in the past as well to share his experience on the humanitarian missions. He's actually coming to the school for our ceremony taking place on November 5th of this year. So he'll be sharing his experience with the students outside at a distance. We're going to live stream him in most of the classrooms as well. And they'll hear his story. And his image will appear in our uh, school mural, the uh, faces uh, behind their freedom. Yeah, Rocco, tell me about, a little bit about uh, more about the mural. So the Faces Behind Our Freedom mural is dedicated to some of the veterans that were read in the letters the students wrote, like Trepanier, Whitehall, Mann, Alex Hall. Yeah. They were the veterans who I've met in my schools over the years and learned their story. And they were actually, again, in Operation Husky that liberated my parents' hometown. And as I was saying before, Whitehall, who was in the armored division and firing tanks, actually shot down one of my uncles who was in the Italian Air Force over Sicily. And so that's how I got interested in learning that aspect of Operation Esk in World War II. So the mural is going to pay homage to the past veterans, current veterans, and CUF Forces members, just to say these are the faces from our school, Montreal, Quebec, and Canada. They gave us our freedom today. What were some of the emotions uh, going through when you were listening uh, to both girls, uh, you know, talk to veterans who are listening to the podcast? Again, they're both uh, well-spoken, very well done. It's moving in touch and that 75 years later, being in grade eight, they could come up with responses like that and write what they wrote. It's very moving, very touching. What's very JFK doing uh, on November 11th? Well, that's a surprise if I give you all my answers. Oh. So. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to give away all the secrets now. Okay, we're going okay. to be playing the two minutes of silence for sure. Yeah. And that depends on how distance team rules do apply. Yeah, it's very tricky. We're planning ceremonies, virtually activities like the mural mm -hmm. and the, the the monument that was brought back. So we're doing a lot, but it's hard to assemble as a as a great group, right? So the, the gotcha. two minutes will be observed virtually. We're trying to get a bugler to come back and a bagpiper, maybe go around the school at a distance. But we still plan to remember for sure. We're doing a, again. There's a workshop with Miss Frank and happened on November twelfth. So she'll meet the students that way too and talk about the father's story and, and different ways to remember. Guys, thank you all so much for this very interesting and insightful podcast. Thank you, Mark. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye.